재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Jennifer Chang is on the move again as she frequently is Traveling culture are her thing And she's here with us once again to share some wisdom Hello Jennifer Hi Kurt I've got another answer coming in They're coming in pretty uh, frequently now From our listeners 3755 Talking about stories about teachers It's Teacher's Day 3755 says My elementary school first grade teacher Ms. Saw was amazing. She encouraged shy students like me and helped look at the bright side. One time, a bird pooped on my shoulder and I cried. She told me that's a good sign and brings good fortune. I was relieved and became happy again thanks to her wisdom. Jennifer, did you know if a bird poops on your shoulder, it's a sign of good fortune? I did. Did you really? It's happened before. Is is that a Korean thing? I think it is. Yeah. It might be an Asian thing. Okay. Not just Korean. I did not. Well, I'm just learning it right here in the studio. I will never uh, curse those birds again. Do you have a teacher story? Is there a teacher that you remember? Um, Actually, I have two, and they're both my piano teachers. One is from my high school years, and I think she's the one who really just pushed me to come out of my shell. Because I used to be, believe it or not, I used to be a really shy timid person. I don't believe it. I'll need proof. I know you don't, but you didn't know me then. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so yeah, she really, really, really did push me. And I think that affected my playing. And then the next teacher was my university uh, piano teacher. And I visited her last year after so many years uh, after graduating. And, uh, you know, we reminisced about the old times and she remembered the exact pieces that I played still. Wow, like yeah. she could still name that and the way I played it. And also what really made the difference to me was that when I was sharing about how, you know, right now I'm not professionally pursuing music, but it's still a part of my life. But I'm doing this culture and travel and uh-huh. all these things. And when I explained to her what I'm trying to do, what, what was really encouraging was that she's like, you know what? If I wasn't doing this, that's what I'd be doing. Cool. That felt really good. Yeah. Well, it's always great to get some validation from a great teacher. That's right. Well, speaking of that traveling culture you're doing, what you been up to? Well, last week, uh, I, I happened to see this online. I saw a forum, and um, it, it was the Culture and Arts Forum at Sejong Center for the Performing Arts. And I saw the title, and that's what grabbed me. It said, Village Meets Culture. So I'm thinking, okay, what kind of village? And what, what about culture? So I jumped on it and I tried to sign up and I bothered them enough that I got to sign up and go. And this forum, it was to present the results of a three-year project between Korea National University of Arts. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a very a famous art school in Korea, university. Mm-hmm. And uh, they collaborated. They worked together with a Korean conglomerate They have a cultural foundation. And so they launched this project called the Art World Village Project or Yesul Sesang Maul Project. Sounds interesting. It was really cool. Okay. And so what were the sort of goals of this uh, project? Um, The goals. So as it the the little slogan said they wanted to bring these rural villages in Korea you know in the mountains and you know not 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 many people living there older people living there they wanted to bring them culture and the arts to have access to music and the arts and they wanted to also recognize that these these little villages you know maybe the the rest of Korea don't even know they exist mm-hmm. but they wanted to recognize that they actually have value and there's actually cultural value to these villages I'm glad you say that because when you said, you know, culture and village, I almost heard an urban bias there as if these places were not cultured and we've got to infuse culture into the village. But they're talking about sort of unearthing the culture that's already there. It's both ways. It's it's a cultural um, exchange, I would Mm -hmm. say. 
So I thought that was really cool. And so they wanted to organize some kind of festival to bring residents and these tourists or visitors together that they can all enjoy together. And they really wanted to emphasize that they wanted, it's not just like what you said, they don't want it to be just city people coming in, like putting on this performance. Mm -hmm. No, it's about collaboration and working together with the residents so that they take ownership Mm. and that they start organizing and promoting these events in the future. It's interesting they call it a project that kind of suggests it's sort of an ongoing thing rather than just sort of a one-off festival, right? Exactly. So what they also wanted to emphasize was that it's not about just putting on this one-time, once-a-year performance and festival. But one of the things that the organizing committee that really they wanted to emphasize was that it's also about uh, education. So what they wanted to do was to set up ongoing, uh, what they call in music, you call it master classes, where you have these kind of um, top teachers, uh, they, performers, they come and they give classes sure. and they stop and they kind of talk about the performance and coach them in front of an audience. Mm. So they set up these kinds of um, master classes with the students of those rural villages. Um, they, they do put on uh, festivals And um, they do put on performances with the students of that village. They've been doing that for the last three years. So they want to foster this learning environment where teachers give to the, t- the students. Look at you tying into Teacher's Day. It's <laughs> a good little uh, well, point of relevance. Well, I had to do it somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. And so, yeah, I mean, I just think what they're doing is really something va- valuable and admirable. So, yeah, I mean, I love to watch those. Mas- There's a bunch of music masterclasses on YouTube you can watch, you know, jazz musicians or whatever, just kind of playing a bit and then talking a bit about uh, what they're doing. Did you um, get to meet any of the teachers that are doing some of these uh, master's workshops or hear from any of them? No, uh, I didn't meet the actual uh performers are the teachers, but at the forum, there there was a professor at uh, Korea National um, University of the Arts. And I actually did want to, you know, talk a little bit about that school. Um, you know, it was established by the Ministry of Culture and Sports and Tourism in 93. Mm-hmm. And uh, it actually, they actually, um, I don't want to say produce, but they put out a lot of Korea's top celebs, from mm-hmm. actors to musicians. They've graduated like Chang Dong-gun. Do you know who he is? Not right off the top of my head. He but. was in this drama called The Gentleman's Dignity. He was in Taegukki Hinalida. I think it was a very uh, ah, famous yeah. oh, Now I've movie. got pictures of uh-huh. him coming up in the studio. It's of course, I recognize popular. his yeah, face. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so he graduated from there. And there's also Lee Sung-kyun. He's an mm. actor. Uh, he was in this movie called Pasta. So at the kind of like the peak when uh, chefs were kind of becoming popular, he kind of played that character. And of course, the most recent one is uh, Kim Goon of Tokebi. Did you watch that? Uh, yeah, yeah. She I did. was the, the high school girl. Uh, She also okay. graduated from the school. Sure. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, anyways, there's a lot of high profile uh, people This graduating. This is kind of the Juilliard of, of Korea, kind in of, a way. That's or, right. Yeah. And there's a lot of competition to get in. But um, at that school, there was a professor named Lee Dong Yun. And he's the one who was in charge of this project and coordinating. He's a director. And so I had a chance to sit down with him for a bit. And one of the questions I asked him was, well, this is a great idea, but what were some of the challenges that you faced? And so let's roll that clip. Let's hear it. At the beginning of this project, one of the difficulties we had was convincing the residents of the need for this project. Once we were able to convince them, the next challenge was to get them to take ownership and actively help promote the project. The third and final challenge was to organize a festival that could satisfy the residents as well as the visitors. 
If there are too many tourists, then it would burden the residents. Ultimately, the goal of this project was to focus on the overall happiness of the residents. But to stay true to this goal, we didn't want the festival to grow too big or become too commercialized. That's why one of the most difficult aspects of organizing this project was to find the balance between pleasing the festival attendees with quality content without sacrificing the happiness of the villagers. Bit of a balancing act, it sounds like. Um, what kind of places are they looking at to, to bring this project uh, to? Yeah, so to select uh, certain villages, uh, they had a rough idea, but, but it took them about six months of research. So they went out and actually they started visiting all these what's called cultural villages to see what it's like before they made a decision and see um, what, what villages they would pick and what kind of themes they would have. And so after that period of research, um, they decided that I think a festival with some kind of music would be the easiest to put together and easiest for people to access and enjoy, especially in these remote villages where they don't have so much access to different types of culture. Mm. They thought this would be the easiest way to just bring people together. Makes sense. That's right. And so in their search, they came upon two villages. And what they did was, in the process, they brought on board two very famous musicians in Korea. So one, I talked about her before. Um, she's a famous cellist. Her name is Jung Myung-hwa. Um, she's one of those first generation of Korean um, classical musicians that got really famous. And then the second artist was a uh, pansori singer. So that's Korean traditional singing, mm-hmm. epic kind of singing, mm. storytelling. And her name is An suk And so they picked each of these ladies to become a representative of each of the villages that they were going to um, organize these festivals and projects in. Okay, so you've got uh, some musical influences there. Uh, and uh, the idea is to get them into these small villages, interface them with the locals, and have a bit of an exchange. That's right. Cool. So where is the question? There we go. So the first uh, village that I'm going to introduce that they they started working with was called Kechon Classic Maul. And it's actually in Gangwon province in the district of Pyeongchang. So everyone would recognize this name by Mm -hmm, now. We've mm -hmm. been there. Yeah, we headed out there. And within the district of Pyeongchang, It's in a small village called Kechon. And you said it's called Kleshik Mal. Mm, So these mm. are already sort of cultivated cultural areas or... Uh, So actually the... The background on this is that they found they visited this village and what, what, what kind of captivated them was they named this classic model. It's not like it was already called that. Mm, they named it that. They kind of redubbed part of their, it that. Yeah, that Understood. project because they went there and it's this agricultural village in the mountains with a population of about a thousand. So it's not... Quinong Central. That's right. About yeah. a third of the residents are... Who, those who've decided to kinong and um, all the students. What they found was that there was one elementary school, let's say there, Kechon Elementary School, and they found that all of the students in the elementary school were involved in the school orchestra. That's interesting. So they really liked that, and that's what helped them to kind of go with the idea, why don't we turn this into a classical village? That was the theme that they caught on to. Nice. And so Chong Myung Ha, of course, the cellist, became this representative artist who worked on developing the programming for this particular village. And so from 2015, the first year, they organized small classical performances. Uh, they, they put it on 
in the um, what do you call it? The field of really? the elementary school. Yeah, okay. oh, like set sort up of a little the soccer stage. field or something like That's that. That's right. And mm. so I heard it was really, really beautiful. And then in 2016, they they held a collaborative performance between Chong Myung-hwa and An Suk-sun, the pansori artist. So actually, if you remember, a, a while back ago, I talked about this because during the Pyeongchang Olympics leading up to that, there were a set of performances. And I actually went to see them collaborate. And this actually was the root of it. Nice. This project mm-hmm. came first. And so that's when they started collaborating. And then they did performances after that together. So sounds that was wonderful. really cool. Yeah, the setting sounds nice. The idea sounds nice. And, uh, of course, the cello and uh, pansori singing, they did it together. They collaborated. They did, collaborated, So it's yeah. not like separate performances. No, no, no. no. It was a collaborative work. It sounds of, like a wonderful sound. Yeah, that, it sounds amazing. And so they've been doing this for the past three years. This is their fourth year, mm-hmm. the second stage now. And so that's Kechon Classic Mal. And the second village project that I want to introduce is called Tongpyeonje Kugak Mal. So you can pick out Kugak, which is quite far Kugak, yeah, which is traditional music, that's but right. quite far away from um, the Kangwon, the oh, Pyeongchang. Yeah. Oh yeah. So they're kind quite of putting south. them at, at at separate ends of the country, basically. That's right. I mean, I don't think they did that on purpose, but there's a story behind why this one was chosen. Mm. So um, it's actually two villages called Pijeon Mal. Pijeon Village and Jeonchon Maul, Jeonchon Village. These two, I think they put it together because they were so small mm-hmm. and they're within like the close vicinity of one another. Mm-hmm. So it's within the town of Unbong and it's in the city of Namwon in Cheolla, South Cheolla Province. Mm. Have you ever heard of Namwon before? It seems uh, familiar to me. I, so I, I don't know if the PD can put put up the the map, but you know it's in that area where like I think. Yeah. Most people just don't go there to go there. Yeah. People pass through to go down south. Right. I think that's what happens. Yeah, sort of drive-through country. Yeah, so uh-huh. I didn't really know a whole lot about it. However, I mean, there are things that are well-known about Namwon itself, the city. But um, There's some beautiful sort of pastoral scenes. It's beautiful. Up on our computer screen now. They, there's a, a beautiful sort of lake with a traditional architecture that's right. next to it. It's vaguely, uh, I mean, it looks royal. It looks like that's sort right. of a... Um, a, a, a palace you might see in China. But. That, uh-huh. So actually the reason why they did pick uh, these small villages for their next project was because Pijanmal is the birthplace of Pansori uh, master singer An Suk-sun. Okay. So I think that has a lot of meaning. That's her birthplace. Mm. And um, the interesting thing is that the average age of the residents of these villages, it's about 70 yeah, that, so we hear about that all the time. That's these smaller, right. Yeah, and they're dying aging. out. That's mm. right. And, um, you know, here they held camps to foster fu- future generations of uh, Kugak artists. They were running a Kugak festival. And they also held Pansori master classes at another elementary school in this area. Mm. Um, and so the reason why they chose these villages, like I mentioned, in Pijan and Chonchon is because Namwon, the city, let's start from the city, is famous for pansori. Yeah. Um, it's also dubbed, the city is dubbed the city of love. Is it now? And there's a reason for that. Um, I'll get into that in just a little bit. And um, I guess another reason why people might know Namwon is because um, the closest city to the western entrance of Chiri Mountain National Park is Namwon. Love that mountain. So you might also approach mountain. it that way. That That's might why. be where I heard of that. that Maybe. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Perhaps through an excursion to Jirisan. That's right. Mm. And so Namwon City 
And then you've got under there, you've got the town or township of Unbong, and it's considered the Mecca of Gugak. The place where you want to go for Gugak is Unbong. Yeah. I did not realize that. Yeah. So, um, you know, for multiple reasons, there was a famous mu- musician during the Shilla dynasty, dynasty named Okbogo. Okay. And he went up into a Buddhist temple on Jiri Mountain. And this temple is now called Unsangwon. And he went there to master the Korean instrument, zither-like instrument called Komungo for 50 years. That's a long time. That's a long a time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he spent a lot of his years there, life. And he produced something like, he wrote something like 30 songs for the in- instrument. And he helped further promote the art form. So that's one reason. And it's also the original home, the original homes of master pansori singers Song Hung Nok and Park. Chowar, those are some big names. Yeah, these they are names. The all of these names you're dropping. Uh, what was the other one? An Suk Sun and so forth. These mm-hmm. are names that regular Koreans will recognize. People who understand Korean traditional music would know that, and Pansori especially. Mm. Um, so those are some of the reasons why this uh, these villages got chosen. Mm. What was the other uh, name that you said before? Something about Gugak Mal. Well. The, the original name of this pro- second village project is called Dongpyeonje yes. Gugangmar. So it can be really confusing because I spoke about Pijeonmar and Jeonchomar, but there is a reason for that. So, like I said, Namwon is the city for Pansori, and traditionally there are two types of Pansori, and they're distinguished by where it developed, whether it developed west or east of the Samjin River, mm. and that flows through Namwon. So, uh, Dong is for east. And that's why this kind of, this line of pansori is called Dong And they called it that. Ah, so, and then there's the famous movie Sa Pyeonje, right? That's right, that's right. So Sa be, would west. be west. Uh huh, sounds that developed it. in well, the now west. Now I know that mystery, okay. Yeah, and also this Namwon is famous for being the backdrop for one of the most famous pansori called Chunyanga. So we do have a clip. Mm. All right, we have that on uh, standby. What, uh, it's called Saranga. Saranga. Let's give that a little listen. These pansori songs, they're usually a a poem or a story, right? She's telling some kind of... That's right. It's a musical form of storytelling. Um, Yeah, so a lot of expressive singing. There's also stylized speech in it. Mm. And one person carries on with the drum. That's amazing. For about eight hours straight. Yeah, it's physically exhausting. I mean, I've seen some of these concerts. And you need to have uh, some good... um, trained muscles to in order to do some of these instruments and movements. What was the story she was telling there? Uh, well, it's a love story. So mm. remember I said Namon is the city of love based on stories like this. Mm. Um, Chunyang, uh, Song Chunyang, I think that's right. She was a daughter of a courtesan or a mm. prostitute. So she's considered a kiseng. And then she meets Imongyong, who is this aristocrat. So, of course, there's that love story between the two of them. And the tension of our social ranks. It's, that's right. Uh, almost like a Romeo and Juliet or a kind West Side Korean Story. Korean version of that. Ancient that's right. Korean version of West Side Story. We're from different worlds, but uh, love has brought us together. Star-crossed love. Um, so, yeah, Pansori, you said it is basically storytelling, stylized speech. 
um, that sound is so typical of, uh, of, of pansuri, the sort of backbone rhythm on the drum mm-hmm. and that very unique style of vocalization. Yeah, and also I think what I do want to mention is that pansuri, I love uh, Korean traditional art, not only this form of singing, but also other forms of Korean traditional music like komungo, kayagum, tegum, all of these flute-like instruments and everything. Um, it's I really feel that it's meant to be performed in nature. Ah. And that's why even at this Kugak festival, uh, they perform it outdoors. Yeah. It's there's something about the being acoustics in are tune. more open. Maybe. You also have like the rustling of the leaves mm. with the wind. You have the water flowing, yes, yes, um, yes. The, the visual and the sensory. Everything comes together. And that's really key with a lot of Korean traditional music as well as even architecture. Mm-mm. You think about Hanok. Yeah. You have the outdoors seen from the inside. So that's interesting. Now that makes me want to go to see one of these kind of things uh, and to have the natural nature sounds as the sort of acoustic backdrop for There's one of these. There's nothing like it. Yeah. I can imagine it must be wonderful. Okay, so let's say you've inspired people to uh, kind of get out and go to one of these festival types of things. What uh, what's the scheduling and how do people take part? So the first village I mentioned, the Kechun Classic Mall, that village in Pyeongchang, mm. uh, that one is taking place a little bit later. So the the, the music classical festival will be in August. Mm. So uh, further information and details will pop up later in July uh, on the website, which I'll mention in just a second. And then the Dongpyeonje, the village Kugak Street Festival, they're calling it this year. That is actually coming up really soon, May Friday, May 25th to Sunday, May 27th. So um, it's free of charge, both of these festivals. And um, they were running, they were offering these free shuttle buses. uh, But unfortunately, the signups are over because I think they only have a limited amount of uh, spaces. So you can still go. And I recommend that you have to drive there because, like I said, it's a remote and rural village. Long drive? Mm, a bit. It's about three, three and a half hours to go to the, the Namwon mm. location. The Kechon Classic one, about two. Pyeongchang's not super far away. So pack up the car with a picnic, that kind oh, of thing. Oh, yeah. And uh, they've got a fantastic lineup of Gugak performance this year, including An suk and Kim Dok-soo, who is a master of Samulori. Mm. And um, if you All want information, sort of, yeah. that's right, you would want to go to www.art-village.org. And we're going to put that up on our uh, Facebook page right. as well so that uh, if you forget that a little bit later, you can come back. You can also see some of the images that uh, Jennifer has collected from around uh, surrounding this festival and this project. Very interesting stuff, Jennifer. I appreciate it, and I'll see you again soon. It was fun.